0: what's up everyone and welcome to objectively speaking my name is jeremy paul and i'm personally drinking a long drink this evening laura what are you consuming
1: well i'm laura norman and i am drinking a southern comfort and coke because uh oh, well, this is also episode 18 game 19 the columbus blue jackets versus the nashville predators where elvis literally left the building and we significantly got outplayed in a 4-2 to loss for the Columbus Blue Jackets. But I'm yeah. drinking
0: and Comfort and Coke. Well, and I, I could turn it over to our special guest who joins us again today, um, Stephen. Stephen, what are you drinking?
2: I'm drinking water, but it feels <laughs> like I just walked into an Alcoholics Anonymous Zoom, so... Um,
0: if you walked if into that's a, how we
2: want to start off the meeting
0: if you walked into an AA meeting things are not going well here because like <laughs> Laura and I already said the thing, like listen
1: we are clearly here. relapsed and we're turning back in some chips <laughs> step one <laughs> baby step one
0: I know like nothing about AA and I'm sure we're being entirely offensive right now so I apologize to anybody who's listening Um however um Stephen is drinking the beverage of winners this evening um whereas Laura and I are consuming the beverage of losers and uh yeah I mean I think that that pretty much Laura you summed it up like significantly outplayed uh the Blue Jackets decided um to kind of like play a different game tonight uh it was called only show up in the second period which is a little different than what they're used to doing. So I appreciate their ability to keep things interesting. Uh, but the Blue Jackets just decided that in the NHL, um, the third period is actually only 19 minutes. So you don't actually care about the first minute of the third period. Um, so the Blue Jackets, after coming back and tying the game at 2-2, um, they just let out two early goals in the first period uh, within the first minute of the period, or third period, excuse me. Um, and we lose the game 4-2. And we lose our goaltender, Elvis Merzlikens, who really, in my opinion, kind of showed up tonight as and has shown up in the last couple of games as somebody who I think like really wants to be this team's number one goaltender. And now he's going to be out for whoever, like who knows how long. I mean, we know this team with shoulder injuries and that's kind of what it looked like. I mean, it was some sort of arm shoulder situation. And so, yeah, yeah. I'll throw it over to the man with the Nashville Predators flag hanging behind his head that he just actually didn't have hanging after after the 3-0 loss, which is just a little bit peculiar, but I'm, just, I'm not going to question your motives. Steven, what did you think of the game?
2: I thought this was a much better effort from Nashville. I know that we talked after last game about wanting to have the same level of grit with a lot more productivity at the end of it. and. That's what I really saw from Nashville tonight, especially in the first period they came out and they looked like they were throwing a lot of bodies in front of Elvis, which was really great to see. Obviously, until Elvis got hurt, you never want to see that happen. But um, Nashville is throwing a lot of players, especially Philip Forsberg, in front of Elvis to try to get something to deflect in, just to try to get something started. Um, And they had a really strong first period. Second period, obviously the opposite of what you were talking about, Jeremy. Nashville just looked flat defensively, offensively, all across the board, and then uh, came out firing in the third period. So you've got to start firing on all three cylinders. But obviously this series, I think Nashville showed up to play. They really had to after losing out on the first half of their week against Dallas and not playing those games. Um, I think it was important to at least steal two points from this series um, heading into – I think we play Carolina next, or Detroit. It's one of the two. Um, But heading into the next series and then coming back and playing Columbus again, I think this was good momentum going forward for a team that desperately needed something to go their way tonight.
0: Yeah, and one of those teams is not like the other, Carolina and Detroit. Yeah. (laughs) So, who Um, knows?
1: (laughs) No, I 100% agree. Nashville deserved to win tonight. We just... I think Seth Jones said it best in his post-game interview, where he said, "If it wasn't for Elvis, this would have been really, really ugly." I mean, leading up to Elvis getting injured in the first minute and a half of the third period, he had faced 50 shot attempts by Nashville. Like, I don't even think we reached 50 in the entire game for shot attempts. Um, That man was standing on his head for us tonight and had some incredibly large saves and it just sucks because it definitely looked like a shoulder injury um he was very slow to get up um even when he got back to the bench he was completely bent over um and just the way he did the somersault on the ice i definitely think that he he did some damage to his shoulder um and we just we just didn't have it um we were got very lucky with those two goals in the second period um You know, a great shorthanded effort by Boone Jenner. Um, And then, of course, the very first NHL NHL goal for Gabriel Carlson, who was making his debut for the first time in 11 months, um, even playing competitive hockey. And it's kind of a bummer. I felt terrible during his post-game interview where they're like, yeah, you got your first goal. And he's like, it doesn't really matter. He's like, we didn't win. So it's kind of a moot point and that's such a bummer especially for such a young player who really did work his ass off tonight and try but literally they just could not get it together and I don't know Jeremy did you listen to torts after the game yeah
0: yeah I mean I I, he cited what like he said like a major concentration problem like happening in the team and it's a huge concern I, I mean I believe the direct quote was zero concentration yeah and I just like I have to be honest though like that's that's a coaching and a leadership thing like if you can't like if you can't get a team to to concentrate on the task at hand or if you're not creating any motivation like and that's not even just on um Tortorella necessarily I mean it's on the assistant coaches it's on like the, the captains of this team you know it's a lot. I mean, I think that there's a real concern to be had in terms of um, what's going on at the top, right? And I think, you know, Mark, I'm gonna mess up his last name. Shag? Sheeg? Shag. We'll say Shag. You know, he tweeted, like, if y'all want to hit the panic button, like, we're a third of the way through the season, I'll let you hit it. (laughs) Like, I'm not gonna vehemently disagree with you at this point. Like, I think, I mean, I think the way it sits right now, like, I think the three of us are going to be watching hockey that we don't super care about in May, <laughs> like the way that things look right now. Um, because I mean, Nashville—I don't know. Like, I can't really speak on on Nashville as much as Stephen probably can. But in terms of the Jackets, I mean, if if this tra- i mean, like when we're good, we're good. When we're bad, we suck. <laughs> like it's like it's 100%. not. It is so like Jekyll and Hyde to this team, and I just can't really understand it to be honest with you. Well,
1: and it's, it's, it's just, it's literally like watching wind up toys going in like all different directions on the ice. I mean, we were slightly better defensively tonight, but even then there's just still no cohesion to anything that they do. And we have got to start winning motherfucking face-offs. For the love of God, we are so bad in the face-off circle. Like, it is stupid how bad we are. And I know it has been a roller coaster of a situation with our centerman position this season. But here's the thing. If Boone Jenner is one of the only people that can win face-offs, just let him fucking do all the face-offs. Like, I don't care. Have him take them. Have him skate off. It's very easy. Alexander Texier was eleven percent tonight. Eleven percent.
0: Yeah, and I mean speaking just like holistically, like the Jackets are tied for twenty-ninth, so like twenty-ninth and thirtieth in the league with the Rangers at forty-five percent on the season. Uh the Devils are at forty-one point three percent at thirty-first. And so, yeah, obviously that's a problem. <laughs> like obviously that's not good. Um But my counter-argument is, like, when you trade away, like... And let's also call it how it is. Like, Miku Koivu was actually a pretty good, like, face-off, you know, winner. I could be speaking out of my ass. He might not have been. But I just, like...
1: No, they said it on the broadcast tonight. Riley Nash is playing in the position. And Riley Nash was... I mean, he had the highest percentage tonight, Mm -hmm. 53%. You know, he's playing where Miku Koivu was supposed to be playing. Right. And... Which would have meant that we could have taken out one of these other three people, left Nasher in at center, but taken out Tax or, oh God, I don't know, one of them, <laughs> someone take them out, so that we had a better percentage. But bless him, he decided to retire. So here we are.
0: <laughs> he was like, "No, thank you, Hart." <laughs>
1: He's like, "I don't, I don't want to anymore. I don't want to with this team." I don't want to. I'm gonna go home now. <laughs> I'm
0: glad somebody other than just you and I think we're funny, Laura. I like him <laughs> yes, getting really- so many positive <laughs> affirmations from Steven as we're like recording this. Like
1: <laughs> one of these days, we're gonna have to actually like record and like post the video of what it looks like, so that people when we have guests can genuinely see that they do laugh at us. And laugh At each other. Um,
2: I'm just on mute the whole time, <laughs> but yeah. But trust um, me, he is laughing. To your point that you. Yeah, the point that you made, Laura, about Riley Nash, I heard his name a lot on the broadcast tonight. And that was way more than I've heard his name, I think, in most games or just come up in conversation in most games this season. And I'm also thinking about Philip Forsberg, who had zero shots on goal last game against Columbus, actually scoring tonight unassisted off of a faceoff. Beautiful move, but, like, he actually was on the ice tonight, so, like, there were a lot of players who showed up on both sides that I was just like, oh, my gosh, yeah, you're on the team still. Great. Glad to see you came to play today.
1: As I'm sure you probably heard in previous episodes, I am not a huge Riley Nash fan. (laughs) I I have heard,
2: yes.
1: (laughs) It has taken him so long to find a rhythm, and he openly admits this, too. He said it the other day in – And either after practice interview or pregame where he was just like they were asking him about the younger guys. And he goes, yeah, they've all, you know, found their footing on the team a lot faster than I did. And I was like, yes, yes, Riley Nash. The first step is to admit it. (laughs) It has taken you forever to find a place on this team. But, you know, he showed up tonight. You know, it may not have been with pucks in the net, but it was in hits. It was in face-off winnings. It was in supporting his teammates. Like, dear God, like, where is that from our veterans? Because you know what? I'm going to say it because I mentioned it the last time. Every time the NHL brings up Cam breaking a record, tying a record, doing anything with a record, that boy completely shuts himself off. He's like, I'm not doing it. Not doing it. (laughs) I don't want it. I don't want the recognition. I don't want to make everyone happy. So, of course, doesn't even get a single point this game. Completely just lets the streak implode. So, yeah, uh, Laura's a little bit angry and tidbit drunk. So, here we are.
0: <laughs> I mean, that was a bad night for that line, like as a whole, right? Like, um, Well, they
1: pulled Jack at the end. Right.
0: And that's what I was going to say, right? Like, Ross Levic. Um, you know, ends up playing like fourth line minutes there toward the end of the game. And, um, you know, line A and and, uh, Cam were skating with Max. And I, Laura, you do not want to deal with me on Tuesday. Is that when we play Chicago? Yeah. You do not want to deal with me on Tuesday if Jack Roslovic is not starting as as the first line center. You don't want that. You don't want that smoke. John Tortorella doesn't want that smoke. Nobody wants that motherfucking smoke. Because, I'm a little
1: afraid of that smoke, actually.
0: Right, because, like... I uh, might
1: be a little bit afraid, too.
0: <laughs> He's shaking his head yes. I mean, yeah, like, I am afraid that, like, anytime anybody on this team, like, finds themselves in a hole or, like, having a bad game, like, that that is going to, like...
1: Well, then that would mean he'd have to pull the whole first line and move someone else up there, because...
0: Yeah, but of the three... Of the three, like, Jack, Of the three, definitely. yes.
1: Jack was the worst tonight. But that whole line didn't do anything. I mean, right. and I almost think they're starting to get a little bit, like, the announcers and stuff are starting to get a little bit wary of talking about Patrick Liney because they briefly talked about it at, the, at, like, the beginning of the post game, and they were just like, what about Patrick Liney?" And they're just like, wasn't his best. Wasn't his best. And it's like, no, it wasn't. It wasn't his best. He's not doing what Patrick Laine is supposed to do. Yeah. And
0: <laughs> No, you're right. I mean, I ultimately, and I mean, like, here's the issue that you run into, right? Like, teams can kind of begin to, and this is where I think we're running into, I'm going to say it, like, this is where we're running into a coaching issue. Like, and this is where we're getting, running into an issue of being outcoached in some ways because like you know teams can adjust not only mid-game but then also you know in between these games right like you're playing two games for the most part in most of these series so Nashville can go back to the drawing board they can look at what happened and I mean Columbus still to this I mean like that was game 19 with the exception of the one-off Carolina game have played like every team back-to-back have not won back-to-back games against a single team yet this year, have not been able to string together. I think we've had one, two-game win streak, maybe two, uh, but they've come on, like, yeah, one. They've come on, like, the last game of one series, the next game of another. And to me, that's, like, all coaching. Like, to me, like, that's a matter of, you know, adjusting, being able to adapt to what the other team is showing you. I mean this team shut down nashville i mean like steven talked about it you know on thursday absolutely shut down nashville didn't let them do anything offensively and tonight they allow four goals um you know uh the first line isn't playing the way it's supposed to and the first line has been generating so much of this offense on the team here for over the course of the last few weeks um that it's like if that's not happening if that's not going that's an issue uh you know and i think Steven I think also to that point too like I think it was Roman Yossi's post game today he said that was easily the most like complete game he's seen Nashville play this year I mean don't get me wrong I'm not ready to let the Jackets off the hook but do you like I mean you were impressed with the way Nashville played tonight now
2: I was um I think I I was very impressed with the way that they played um And I feel like I also gave the wrong impression last episode, too. I think they did play well. There was just absolutely no productivity. It was so frustrating. And I was doing a little bit of pregame reading tonight, too, uh, from one of the national media guys. He was talking about – he was interviewing someone, and they basically said the same thing of, like, the effort's there, but there's nothing to show for it. And if there's nothing to show for it, that is – even more frustrating than when you're not playing well and not getting results, right? If you're playing well, but not getting anything. And I think tonight they finally got something from the effort that they've been putting in and the physicality that they kind of showed in this series. Um, But again, the same concerns to answer your question. Yes. I was very impressed with the way they played tonight, but I also have the same concerns that the jackets have, which is with consistency so far. I have not seen any semblance of consistency from this team, especially thinking back to the several year playoff run that they had leading up to the Stanley cup run to 2017. I mean, since then they have been nothing consistent and they've been average or worse. And they're battling with, uh, Dallas and Detroit down at the bottom of the, uh, central right now. But I think tonight could be a big turning point for them. Um, listening to or reading some of the, like the post-game comments, especially from Yarncrock, uh, who had two goals tonight. He was saying that this was not only the game that they had the most shots on goal, but the game that they felt that they felt the best and played the best. So if there's any turning point to this season for Nashville, it has to be tonight. And if it's not tonight, it's not going to happen. But tonight, I think, is a a, a promising start to that.
0: I've been there and said that on Thursday about the Jackets. <laughs> and now I'm like, yep. Everything's fine. I feel like you guys team. have been
2: saying it all season. Yeah. I feel like you guys have been saying that all season we too. Have. Like after a, a couple wins, like you, you win a game against Carolina and then it's like, well, this is it. You just beat a team that was in the top three in the central. This is where you got to turn things around. And then, you could go and turn right back around and lose to Chicago or Nashville. And it's like, it's the same thing with Nashville. You can play super well against Columbus, but we go to Detroit who we're down at the bottom with, and we're most likely going to stoop to their level. It's just a matter of putting pucks in the back of the net. And Pekka got really lucky on a lot of saves tonight. So I think overall I was more impressed than with uh, Soros on Thursday with Pekka tonight, but I think they'll go back to the goalie tandem coming up in the next couple series um but I'm excited for the next series with Columbus uh here in what another week or so
0: right well I thought it was interesting too like at the end of the game they showed most wins over Columbus like which goaltenders have the most wins and um and yeah Pekka is first like Pekka has the most wins over the Blue Jackets out of any goalie and then you have Evgeny getting Bakov, which I'm trying to like think about who he played for. I think it might have been Minnesota, and I think that might be why because like it was back when we sucked like real bad, like in the like mid 2000s, like early 2000s. And he would have been playing for Minnesota, but then in third place, I was like Thomas Fokun, We just got done talking about homeboy. We just talked about him last episode. We couldn't remember who the fuck he was. Absolutely, and yet, and yet here he is, certified jacket destroyer. And then I was like, oh my god, we lose the predators a lot. Like, oh my god, we we suck against the predators. Like I've and again it goes back to my point. Why do I not fucking hate the predators? Like
1: <laughs> Steven, the answer is Steven, that's why.
0: I, I met Steven in 2015. Like the harm was happening before then. Like it like this is more than a city. Nashville's a thing. great
1: city and it's hard to like it's hard to hate a great city. And especially like it just is. It's I fell in love with Nashville the very first time I went there. Like I even before obviously meeting Steven, I probably wouldn't have hated the Predators either. Like it it just sucks. And the only thing I really hate about them right now is freaking Matt Duchesne. And that that's a personal thing. But you know, and it's also like I like you said, Steven, we've been saying this thing like sort of after every big win we get where it's like this is the turning point. I remember exactly what the first time was that Jeremy and I said that this year. It was after we beat Tampa at home, the first game after we traded Pierre-Louis Dubois and we were like, this is it. This is it. We're like coming back. We're gonna, it's going to be great. And it has consistently been a roller coaster back and forth all the time. And we just can't, we just can't do it because we're not doing what the teams that we're playing are doing. The teams that, are, that we're playing, whether we win or lose against them, they're going back in those that day or two in between, they're figuring out our weaknesses, <laughs> they're figuring out our plays, and then they are coming after us. Like, we owe them money. And that is what Nashville did tonight. Nashville was like, over our dead, cold bodies, are you embarrassing us again? And that's what they did. They were on us. They were hitting so much harder. Shot attempts alone, like we've already talked about. Nashville was in it to win it from second one, and they deserved it. Like As a diehard Columbus Blue Jackets fan, Nashville deserved to win tonight. And it's not like – there's just nothing else we can say about it. And on top of playing shitty, we've now injured our goalie. Like, and it's probably not going to be a short term situation. And Jeremy and I have talked about it before, but our two backup goalies are not like Kiv Lennox is definitely. Do not, as
0: I say, do not shame Matisse Kiv Lennox on this podcast, Laura. I'm kind of a low key. I am
1: not shaming him. You know, I love him. He has my favorite hockey mask. But if something happens to Kiv Lennox or to Corpy again, we have to deal with this man that no one knows. The man that we're not even sure has a mask that looks like a Blue Jackets mask. I know he doesn't. It looks like a Florida Gator. But nonetheless, we're stuck with him if yeah. something happens.
0: And you're like, there's only room for one Cam on this team.
1: Exactly. And it's not Cam Johnson. I'm sorry. Um I think it would be Vinny and Like, I think
0: they'd bring him up if it was a long term thing. But um, what I need you all to know is like, I had to go get another drink because that's where I'm feeling at this podcast. And when I unplugged my headphones, our last episode started playing. And that's why I came back, like, panic come. Like, do they not know that they're talking over each other because it was a segment that Steven was talking in? And then I heard Laura talking, and I'm like, will you two stop? Like, be nice, be nice. <laughs>
1: Yes, you immediately left, and I started yelling at Steven. I,
2: was, well, I was. We got like, into a fight just like Nick Foligno tonight, so
0: that it is was the fine. dumbest. It was, was a was, much
2: more cordial fight.
0: That was That's so true. stupid. I am here to tell you that that was a stupid fight.
1: Although it was a weirdly cordial fight. At the end, they were just like, hello, thank you. No, it's that is... Yeah, they gave it.
2: each other a nice elbow pat. Like, they almost shook hands, made up afterward, like... All right, you go into the same bench or something like. And then he just just... started
1: bleeding from the face and had to get up in the middle of his penalty.
0: (laughs)
2: Casually.
1: Casually, just bleeding.
0: No, it was so stupid. I have to. I'm gonna die on this hill. Your team was down two to nothing. Your team has found a way to claw back to two to two. And the only reason, be whatever the fuck his name is, Bora, Bora Weeks, what what the hell is his name? I don't care. It's like, let me get some juice. Like, let me try to motivate the team, right? Like, let me like do something to try to get some some motivation going on my bench. Let me fight somebody. Let me do because I mean, like, that's like a way to motivate a team. Nick should not like Nick should not step up in that moment because exactly what happened, right? I mean, like, it wasn't like a like. Knockout, right? By any means of the word, but it's just like, my God, y'all, like, that was not, like, why would you do that? Why would you agree to that fight? Like, that was stupid. I'm all here for a fight, but I'm here for a fight if I'm a Predators fan. Like, Steven, I'm sure you love seeing that. Like, but for me, I'm like, you're up, like, you've gotten, you've gotten back to 2 2. You've got motivation on your side. Don't, <laughs> like, don't, don't risk it. Like, and then, and then I'm, I was listening on the radio for part of it. Um, and I hear Bob Miguel go, well, there goes Nick Foligno back to the bench. And do you want to hear some sick twist of fate bullshit? This is the guy that Josh Anderson fought and was out for the rest of the goddamn season for. And so it's like, oh, okay, great. Yeah, cool. Like, Nick, Nick, go ahead and fight him. Break your fucking hand. Because they were like, something with his hand. He's favoring his hand. I'm like, okay, cool. Just go ahead and, like, I was like, what the fuck?
1: Josh's last game as a Blue Jacket was against the Predators. Yeah. Bullshit. I was like, don't do that. <laughs> no, yeah, it was stupid. I did kind of want Boone to get in a fight though, but that's for like a personal reason.
0: <laughs> oh my god, are you doing that thing again that you do sometimes?
1: Where I'm like embarrassingly like girl crushy over them.
0: Listen, that's- you're not the only one that can have a crush, Miss Girl, but That's um, true. Listen, I was But I don't like, typically
1: do it when we have other people on the podcast. But yeah, I, it would have been really hot at Bungana.
0: Our sample size is not large enough for you to make that argument because you've officially done it on half of the episodes that we have a guest. So like I think that <laughs> so typically is actually laughing. like fifty-fifty. Like typically it's probably fair to say. <laughs> That's true. Fine. Fine. I like love when we stop talking about the game and it's usually when we suck it's usually when we lose Steven's like can I talk more about this win and we're (laughs) like fuck you no (laughs) you can't
1: (laughs) He should though they deserved it they deserved this W on their score sheet we did not they didn't deserve to assist in taking out our goalie that's just mean (laughs) but you know they deserved it And honestly, I wish we were playing them next week because I am so tired of playing Chicago. It is dumb. And I don't want to play them two more times again because it's just painful. It's painful.
0: Chicago makes no sense to me. Has Nashville played Chicago much yet this year, Steven? You know, I think we've only played them
2: once um I'm looking at it now we've only played them in one two game series and we won in overtime and in a shootout and then we promptly went on a game streak of one two three four five losses and one overtime win between the Lightning and the Panthers so yeah that yes. was a rough time in the middle of our season. That's where we dropped toward the bottom, right before the series with Detroit and then Dallas, leading up to now. So something that crazy? was real rough. This
0: is, this was the first regulation win for Nashville. Like they like this is their second in fifteen games that they had won a game in regulation, because they like you said, like like you that, mentioned, a lot of games in overtime and, sh- and shootouts, which are wins, but those kind of suck right now. Like granted the blue jackets couldn't hit water falling out of a boat in overtime right now, but, um, you know, still it hurts to win those games right now. Just when you consider that you're giving away a point in your division, every single game, right? Like you don't want that to be the case regularly. And so, yeah, I mean, looking at it right now, like you look at the discover central division, did I just give discover their promo? That's sick. That is disgusting. I hate myself for that. Well done, though. Well Thank done. Thank you. Um, if you look at the Central Division, because I'm no sellout, um, you'll see that, like – and I'm trying to, like, go by, like, point percentage right now just considering the fact that, like, there are a lot of teams with a lot of variance in the number of games that they've played. But you look at the points percentage right now, and Carolina is, like, up there. They, ha- they have a 781 points percentage, like 78%. Um and then you've got in second place in points percentage wise, you've got Florida at seven fifty, still makes no sense. Um, then you've got in third Tampa Bay at seven like seven hundred, so seventy percent. And then you start to get into this like a little bit of a cluster f, if you will, like of teams that are like hovering around five hundred, maybe a little bit higher. So you've got Chicago or no, excuse me, Dallas would be the next team with 583 Chicago with 579 and then the jackets with 526 and then in seventh would be Nashville with 412 so I mean there is a little bit of a disparity between the jackets and the predators like between six and seven but four through six I mean it's pretty tight and so I gotta be honest with you though like I really don't want this team to make the playoffs like if I'm being frank
1: they have like not unless they have like this beautiful turnaround And like things go swimmingly. I don't want to go to the playoffs at this point if we're just gonna be doing this seesaw of emotions because I can't handle it and we're just gonna embarrass ourselves. Like, if we get into the playoffs by the skin of our teeth, which would be what it would be, we're gonna play against Tampa probably and they're gonna kick our asses. And that's just embarrassing. Like, at this point, I would rather them go throughout the season end it not go into postseason even though it will break my heart internally um and figure some shit out in the offseason because and you know like we said it before if it's coaching it's coaching i love him but if it it means that he, torts has to go torts has to go there needs to be a direction with this team and everyone needs to be on the same page and we have talent we have talent But it's not working together and there's something wrong and we just need to figure it out i would rather give up the postseason and allow them to figure it out
0: well that's the thing right like i don't want a hall pass i think if if either one of our teams sneaks into the playoffs it kind of gives them a hall pass right it's like oh we figured it out things went okay and then you kind of stick to the status quo I mean, I think both of these teams are kind of in the spot and have been for the last couple of years, right? I mean, Stephen, you alluded to that 2017 playoff run that led to a 4-2 uh, loss in the Stanley Cup final to the to the Pittsburgh Penguins. But it's like both of these teams have probably needed to change direction or, like, bring in a few new pieces and kind of, like, rework what they're doing. Probably since, like, I mean even with the Jackets sweeping the uh lightning in 2019 and all that kind of stuff I mean after that right like and let's be real like if last season would have been a normal season the Blue Jackets wouldn't have made the playoffs I'll die on that hill um you know you look at where they're at today and if they make the playoffs it's going to be by the skin of their teeth similar to uh, the Predator's and they haven't really like fallen on their face yet. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, neither of these franchises. I don't think Nashville. Did Nashville make the playoffs in eighteen nineteen, Stephen?
2: That's a great question. Let me look that up as
0: you I'm continue. Like they did. I don't like, think.
2: I, I don't know that they did. And if they did, they didn't make it very far.
0: Right. Yeah. I know they haven't had like a run, run, and, and since they went to the Stanley Cup final, but um, you know, I think. I think both of these teams need to change directions and it's just a matter of like i continue to say like i think the blue jackets are changing directions like i just saw a tweet like and and this is like i need to stop doing this because i know it distracts me but when we record like i look through twitter to see if there's any like things coming up so i can talk about it on the podcast and i saw a tweet that was like 11 out of the 19 players who are on this roster right now for the columbus blue jackets played like a significantly like low number of games for the jackets if any at all last year um oh god i want to find it because it was like a really oh here it is um okay so 11 out of the 18 skaters played fewer than 22 games for the blue jackets last year so that would be Line A. Texie Texier Gregorenko, Stenlin Robinson, Domi Peak, Carlson Delzato, and Harrington. All 11 of those players played 22 games or less for the Blue Jackets. We had a very short training camp with no preseason, very little training. This team is like an entirely different team. Um, and so it's like difficult. Actually, I'm looking and there's like somebody like fact-checked it that Texier and Stenland both played more than 30 games. Whatever. Okay. Facts. I don't care about facts. Um, but (laughs) who do I sound like? Go ahead. Um, oh, oh, um, but yeah, I think
1: I said something in my head, but I'm not going to
0: say it out loud. Listen, girl. Uh, so it's just like, it is, it is hard, right? Like, sorry, I like dropped a coin on my desk, um, to like Get this team to come together, but it's just like woof. Jeremy, to your point,
2: um, 2018, 2019, Nashville finished first <laughs> in their division. So yeah, lost to Dallas in the first round. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the that was the year that uh, Columbus beat Tampa as the wild card team as well. So both number one seeds.
0: Oh, um,
1: right. From the
2: East and West, both fell in the first round. I think um, – Eddie... For some reason, I was placing that a year later, but I don't – That was – yeah, that was 2018-2019. They lost to Dallas. And then – go ahead.
0: No, I was going to say, I think that that's the year that, like, literally every division champion lost in the first round. And maybe I'm wrong, but I have it in my head. You're correct. Because Calgary, Calgary... – Carolina Lost. beat Washington.
2: Yep. Wow. And Colorado beat Calgary. Dallas beat Nashville. Columbus beat Tampa.
0: That's funny as hell. Yeah. Why and then to your special.
2: other point, with, like, new players on the ice, I was, I was reading something else, and um, a lot of the players that have kind of been with Nashville for a while like Roman Yossi, like Philip Forsberg, a couple new additions, but more veteran players. They were talking about after the Stanley Cup run and after making the playoffs in 2018, 2019, that there was going to be this youth movement happening in Nashville. Where? Where is it? It's not happening. It's not going to happen at this rate with as many veteran players under contract that they have right now so when will that change happen does it come with a coaching change like you know talking about all these new players that are on the columbus blue jackets it's kind of a a similar situation with nashville there's some new players on the ice but well actually it's kind of like an opposite situation there's so many veterans on the ice for nashville where do you fit in young talent to get them experience on the ice and does it come at the cost of playing with no veteran players because you lose them all after struggling for a couple of years? Hard to say.
0: I mean, Nashville is in like, I mean, in a bad way with a lot of bad contracts. Like, I'm just like looking like, like Matt Duchene. <laughs> like, I don't no, want to laugh been too so hard. So
1: much. There's been so much Twitter conversation about how terrible Matt Duchesne's contract is.
0: I mean, like Matt Duchesne. I mean Ryan Johansson's contract isn't good either. Like I'm I, it, that at least ends relatively soon. I mean, it's not as long as oh, I lied. It's twenty oh, it's twenty twenty five. So like you're like you say, Steven, right? Like you're looking at having, you know, two players that are taking up between the two of them they both have an eight million dollar cap hit which is about 10 percent of the cap so you've got 20 percent of your cap um and actually it's even worse than that you have 30 percent of your cap oh my god it's even worse than that (laughs) you have 38 percent of your cap between roman Yossi, ryan ellis uh, Ryan Johansson and Matt Duchesne, three out of four of them are 30. And of those three, Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis are signed through 2026 2027. Um, Matt Duchesne is a free agent in 2026 2027. I mean, it's like I don't think I've taken the time to look at Nashville's situation, but that sucks. <laughs> like, that is not good. That is fucking bad. <laughs> like
2: It's kind of a disaster. I was actually looking out of curiosity. I was having the conversation with uh, my cousin yesterday um, after he had listened to Thursday's episode. And he's currently out in Colorado, and he said that the Avalanche are doing great, but Nashville's kind of not doing so hot right now and after a little bit more conversation I went and looked at contracts of Nashville players and Philip Forsberg's contract expires in 2022 now I don't know if that man is going to sign another contract with them or not but he's the one that I have the most concern about leaving the fastest from Nashville at this point because I know like you stated Roman Yossi and Ryan Ellis are signed more long term who the hell knows what's going to happen with Matthew Shane or Ryan Johansson or some of these other players, but um, or like Crox Croczen's any of those uh, players, but Forsberg I think is one of the more veteran guys who's out the soonest, and I just have concerns about that with the way that this club is going, kind of in a tailspin the last two years. Yeah,
0: it's I don't know. Well, yeah, I mean if I'm if I'm Forsberg, like I go somewhere that I can like because he's twenty six. He'll be 28 when he hits free agency. Um, you know, it's like, I would want to go somewhere where I felt like I have a chance and like the way this team is built right now, right? I mean, like, and even like looking at, I don't understand what, why they signed. <laughs> like, what is David Poyle on? The general manager of the Predators, who's been the general manager of the Predators literally since 1997. Didn't know that. Um, But like, colton sissons is signed through 2026 2027 oh my god no not those not the drunk kickups. okay um so yeah i don't know i've got questions and and pekka is a free agent after this year so that'll be interesting he's 38 jesus h i was gonna say they
2: also mentioned it on the broadcast this year that I think in Nashville, Soros is definitely the future of the goaltending position there. Even if they bring someone in who maybe is also kind of a veteran, um, if Pekka decides that this is his last year um, after his contract expires, um, or is it after next year? This or next? This year. So, yeah, if his contract expires and he says, I'm 38, I'm out, Takes the road of Miko Koivu, then I'm curious if like what kind of goalie comes in as a backup for Soros if there is one. If there's another goalie tandem that comes into Nashville, but I don't know. We'll see if Pekka decides to resign or what he's going to do.
0: I um also like Kyle Turris is bought out for the next like eight years at two million dollars a year cap hit. So I what. What is going on? Nashville's going to be in bad shape.
2: They are kind of in bad shape. You look, you kind of peek behind the curtain a little bit, and it just, it gets a little ugly. I would like to think that on the surface, I, you know, as someone who doesn't maybe follow hockey as much as you both do um, and have been, just peeking behind the curtain a little bit scares me. Um, so I would just like to recognize players names out on the ice say oh they scored great and then go on from there but you'll have uh, now got me looking up contracts of players on Nashville and I'm starting <laughs> to actually worry about this club that I care about so thanks for that but also well... it is kind of interesting <laughs> to learn all of that information
1: I can say from my end as someone who's still very new into hockey and is like just now three years in slowly starting to learn more about other teams. It does make me feel slightly better that other teams have this much front office drama of like contracts and shenanigans that they have to deal with because it has constantly felt like Columbus has been this just epicenter of stupid drama for forever and I mean even coming up into this offseason we're gonna have plenty of decisions that we have to make that are really gonna suck like if people if we can't sign people Nick Felino, our captain his contract is up at the end of this year and Jeremy will tell you that you know I'm I'm the more emotional of the two of us about obviously about players staying and like Nick Felino say what you want about his like abilities. He's done fairly well in the start of this season, but he is such a part of this team and such a part of this like organization that I can't, it's hard for me to fathom, especially if we change coaching staff, it is hard for me to fathom moving forward without him because he's just such a grounded force and so many of our players look up to him and really respect him and he's well-respected in the league. You know, David Savard's contract is coming up um, with defense being such a major issue for us. I just hate the idea of losing a defenseman that has been good for us for the most part. Um, Yeah, and then the year after that, we have to start dealing with Seth Jones and Zach and Lord knows nobody wants to do that. And we have to make decisions about goaltending because we're not going to be able to keep Corpy, and Elvis, so we're gonna have to decide who who we're gonna go with, who we're gonna put all of our efforts behind, and yeah, it's just, it's kind of nice to know, and I know, like, I hear tidbits here and there that other teams are going through this, like, supposedly Chicago is in a rebuilding phase. Doesn't appear to be that way, but, like, whatever, um, you know, and, you know, the other teams go through this, but it is kind of nice to get firsthand knowledge that maybe Nashville is also kind of a dumpster fire so you know it's helpful for the feeling side of things
2: and I don't know if it's a front office thing or not again my naivete kind of comes into play is there not knowing um any front office conversations or anything like that but at the same rate um yeah no I agree it's it's that peek behind the curtain showing a little bit of a dumpster fire of, well, and I mean, the most concerning thing for me, at least lately, I also admittedly just figured out what a taxi squad is. So let that be very much known that I'm quickly figuring out this season, what a taxi squad is. And after it was mentioned a couple of times for Columbus, I'm hearing it almost every single day out of Nashville now of players getting moved from the taxi squad back up to the squad and back down to the taxi squad. Like McCarron, who almost got in a fight with Cam Atkinson on Thursday, yesterday got moved to the taxi squad. And like the Predators morning show the day after did an interview with the guy and then he got moved to the taxi squad for tonight's game. So like there's so much – so much inconsistency that's going on with this club right now it's hard to get a grasp on who's going to be out on the ice each night and I have to feel like that affects the players more so than anything else right now much less any front office conversations that are going on I think it just affects the players morale more so than anything well
1: and even with the taxi squad situation because don't feel bad because this is a brand new situation for this year Like the taxi squad is something they implemented for the specific COVID-centered shortened season so that there would be players that were kept kind of in isolation, I guess is the best way to put it, in case there was an outbreak and there would be a squad of people that could come in. But the issue that a lot of teams are facing with this taxi squad is those guys aren't getting to play. It's not like in previous years where you could call up someone from your AHL affiliate, and they had been playing games. These guys are just sort of like they're practicing with the teams, but sometimes they're not practicing with the full-fledged team. They do their own separate practice. Um, Or sometimes they don't at all. Like they can't allow them into the practice facilities when they're away um, and stuff like that. So you're getting like Carlson tonight. He legitimately hasn't played a game for 11 months. He's been on our taxi squad but he hasn't played. And there's been some murmuring um, around the rink, they, around the rink, around the league. Um, And they talked to Carlson about that today, about potentially implementing some three-on-three games between the taxi squads of both teams that are playing. Um, They wouldn't be televised or anything of that nature, but it would give the taxi squad guys the opportunity to play a game and keep their momentum going because I think that's the other thing is you're putting them out there they haven't played they don't necessarily have the stamina to do 60 minutes like in play um so yeah it it makes sense as far as like COVID protocol is considered and all that sort of stuff but it's not necessarily beneficial to the team like not everyone's going to have a Carlson moment like we did tonight where he gets his first NHL goal and plays like he's been playing for forever um yeah so so don't feel bad about the tax squad thing Jeremy had to explain it to me because I too like four games and was like I've never heard this term before what are they talking about and he was like oh no it's new <laughs> so so yeah it's it's just complicated and again because of COVID everything is complicated I
0: also don't want to give like I'm here to celebrate, celebrate Gabriel Carlson. Don't get me wrong. Homie, like, his first – like, he is just such an anomaly to me. Like, I don't want to dive down this rabbit hole, but he, like, made his first, like, real debut, like, against uh, Pittsburgh when we were playing Pittsburgh in the 2017 Stanley Cup playoffs, um, which that was the worst idea of my life. Me and Kelly went to that game in Pittsburgh, like, game one oh mean they're fucking mean okay i like think that like i'm a good time with visitors that come to nationwide arena these people were literally like getting over my face like flipping me off like saying they want to fight me and shit like that i was like i promise because at the time i was like five 10, 3, 30. i'm like fuck with me please like i was like what do you mean okay like but yeah Um anyway, for him to just now get his first NHL goal, I know he's a defenseman, but I'm glad he stopped doing his best David Savard impression. Maybe David Savard was doing a Gabriel Carlson impression. Maybe that's why David Savard hasn't scored a goal in over a year and a half. Maybe that's it. Um That's so mean. He's sick. (laughs) Yeah, his game has been ill for the last fucking all season. I hope he's well. well. I'm wishing him well. He has been bad this year. He will not be a blue jugger next year the way he's playing and if he is i want us to offer him a four dollar contract (laughs) four dollars um he he will be able to get a four for four i'm curious i want to actually run that study do you think
1: including tax
0: do you think okay yeah i'll give him 408 okay um i'm wondering um if we could find a way like we are not reputable enough to do this laura but i wish that we could get in and infiltrate the system and be able to ask every blue jacket player what is your entree item of choice with the wendy's four for four
1: that would be interesting i bet there's a lot of spicy nuggets
0: in there well yeah but the nuggets come with it i mean i hope that the majority of them pick spicy because i hope they have taste um but I do genuinely wonder, like, who are my Junior Bacon Cheeseburger bitches? I know that those people are probably You
1: know probably Nick Foligno is. is.
0: <laughs> Steven raised his hand. Um, yeah, no, and so am I. Like, I'm all about it. Like, give me a Junior Bacon Cheeseburger or give me death. Isn't that what they said in, like, the 1700s? Um, I think so,
1: yes. I believe Washington said it as he crossed. I don't the-
0: think it was Washington. Who the fuck said that? Steven will know. I know Steven knows.
1: <laughs>
0: I it was Martin Van Buren. <laughs> No, it wasn't. Was it really?
2: I have no idea. Okay.
0: I was like, you said that with such gusto. I was like, I really (laughs) really
2: did. Like he straight. I came up with the most most random name that I could come up with. Is just the first one that I ran with. It is from Patrick Henry, apparently, is who is attributed to the quote.
0: I'm disappointed you didn't say Benjamin Harrison. I could have. I Brother think what the I came up
1: with was equally as confounding and confusing. Correct yeah. yeah I had
0: some issues with
1: with some of that. Right yeah. But I'm glad that I'm glad that you're concerned with their four four ordering though. I also would like to know their pizza toppings of choice but.
0: I don't know I'm okay with not knowing that ever that feels like that's getting a little too personal but I'm feeling like
1: I already know Cam Atkinson is straight up cheese, and that disappoints me terribly. Ew,
0: bland ass bitch.
1: Look at him. He's an all-American boy. He is blonde and blue-eyed from from Connecticut.
0: (laughs) The way you almost said Boston. Come on, Boston College. He went
1: to Boston College. Okay, sue me.
0: My lawyers will be in touch, bitch. My lawyers
1: are. Yeah, you're going to get a whole lot of student loan debt and absolutely no income because I have higher education.
0: (laughs) Oh, Listen, hello, you and me both, Miss Girl. Um, Speaking of four for fours, can anybody else tell that I've had four long drinks in the amount of time that we've been recording this podcast? Is that clear? Is it clear? Yes, Um, Steven
1: and I are in agreement that we can't tell. Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) Um, I think I'm a good time. I'm like already thinking about the promo that's going to come out for this episode. It's going to be a can. So get excited for that. Um, Steven, I really hope that we have not scared you away. And I really hope that you will be a regular on our, this is going to suck next year when we go back to only playing Nashville twice.
2: It really is going to be a shame. Honestly, after playing, what is it? Six or eight times this season? Eight eight times this season because I know we play in literally a week from today on the 27th is when we're back playing each other so I'm thinking about you know if there's going to be an invite but I guess I'll sit on that for a little bit
0: I you know are we going to see you then I'm having so much fun um, I'm officially
1: with you. inviting you Steven as co-host of this podcast you are invited
2: well perfect well I shall accept the invitation you haven't scared me away not one bit I highly enjoy these conversations because, again, I am not proclaiming to be a Nashville expert or hockey expert whatsoever, but they're my team and I follow them. And ever since Jeremy and I were roommates and they were roommates in 2015, hockey has become a sport that I like actually follow and actually pay attention to and Jeremy's gonna cry and I'm highly enjoying this so I'm gonna continue um you broke him, <laughs> Every, you broke him. <laughs> I broke him he's four long drinks in. that's not hard um so yeah ever since that year I've definitely been more attuned to what's going on in the NHL and enjoying it a lot more than other professional sports so I've also enjoyed this season with how different it is with the Discover Central Division. Like the name drop there, Jeremy. Yeah, I hated impressed. it. Um, no, nope, not impressed. Never mind.
0: I, all I can think of is like, oh my god, this is gonna be another long podcast, and I really don't care. This is for us. It's for nobody else. Um, all I can think of is like, do, like we used to. um At the time, it would have been NHL sixteen because it was two thousand fifteen was our freshman year of college. And we we literally, like, and Steven probably thought I was wild because this would have been, like, not long after we moved in together. We started playing NHL 16 together like crazy. And we drafted our own teams. Like, we created our own teams. And we, like, fixed the rosters. And we had to, like, sign people based on, the, like, we, like, drafted, like, did a fantasy draft. And I just remember that if I had to hear about Shea Weber shooting a puck through the back of the fucking net – Ever again, I was gonna lose my mind because like all of the like NHL stuff, like the game was just like so repetitive with stuff, and that was like our inside joke. We used to drink YooHoo and play that. Like I'm talking about this like it was like fucking a decade ago, although it was five years ago, six years ago almost.
2: These memories are disgusting in every sense of the word. YooHoo drinks. The chocolate milk in a can, just—I forgot that that was a drink. I don't need to remember that I put that in my system ever at any point. But
1: yeah, are you guys like eighty-year-old men? (laughs) Yoo-hoo! Internally, yes.
0: All right. The judgment here, Laura. The judgment here is sick. Okay. All right. Um, I just remember that people would come to our rooms. I'm not going to say any names and just steal our shit. We'll just take our shit. And would drink our Yoohoo in front of our face, like we weren't there, which is so disrespectful. Just kidding. I doubt whoever I'm talking about listens to this podcast, but if you do, hey,
2: I doubt so too, but also hello. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, we like you took the time and made an Excel sheet with player names and giving them price tags based on their skill level in real life and in the game. So that when we drafted them to our NHL 16 rosters, that we would actually like sign contracts, and we would keep track of how many games we signed them for, and we would have to trade players if they ran out of their contract. It was wild. This was all in a, for a video game. that we maybe played what? 20 games of?
0: If yeah, that, we, Yeah, because then we started doing literally everything and like ruined our college experience by being super involved.
2: Yeah, we became involved on our college campus um, after, after we decided to take that deep dive into the NHL world. But I'm not sorry about it. It got me more interested in hockey. And it got me to where I am here today, which is just absolutely enjoying these conversations. So all of this to say, full circle, back to your comment, you have not scared me off. Not in the slightest. I enjoy listening and tuning into these conversations. And now that I get to be a part of one, I'm just enjoying it all all of the much more. I don't know if that even made sense. And I'm drinking water. So someone else, please take it away.
0: Well, I will say, Stephen, I wish we could fast-forward through, for a myriad reasons, um, these two games that are coming up against uh, Chicago so we could just get to um, the game on the 27th in Nashville. This is going to sound like a manic question, but hear me out. Are they allowing fans in Nashville? I'm asking for no particular reason. Not yet. God damn it. Okay. To <laughs> my
2: knowledge, they are not allowing fans in the arena yet. I wouldn't doubt that there is some timeline being discussed in Tennessee about allowing fans back into um arenas across the state just based on knowing a little bit of the the politics that goes in behind that. So I think that we might see maybe later than March than what's planned for the Blue Jackets, but um, I hope that fans get back in that arena because, like we kind of talked about on Thursday, with Columbus and also with Nashville, as with most NHL teams, but with these two in particular having a lot of exposure with their arenas and their environments, it is such a better experience when there are fans in the stands and nothing that compares to going to an NHL hockey game. There's really not. And I miss going to those games a lot. That's not a shameless plug at you, Jeremy, but I miss going to hockey games a lot. And when I can get back to one as soon as possible, fine.
0: All right, so um, I'll see you on May 3rd because that's the next time the Jackets play Nashville at home. Wait, is that? No, that feels like it's too far away. No, but it is correct. May 3rd. I'll see you on May 3rd. If I don't see you before May 3rd, I'm going to be sick. But um, yeah, so... Sad that we won't be able to do that. If, if if Tennessee is anything like Missouri, I just drove through Missouri to go to Kansas. The pandemic is over there. So don't even have to worry about it there. We don't wear masks in Missouri. We need to talk about Lion's Choice the next podcast. It's a roast beef restaurant. We'll talk about it. I know- what does this turn into? I need to not drink during podcasts is what I'm hearing. <laughs> like,
1: well, I've been trying to, <laughs> to get, lead us into the, a, a final thing a little bit. and You just keep meandering. Um, no, because Stephen brought up a good point. There was a little bit of excitement today coming out of the city of Columbus um, that the Blue Jackets have been awarded um, the ability to have fans return to Nationwide Arena um, starting on – Drum roll, please, March 2nd, which is, if you've listened to the podcast at all, is my birthday. And I, not even kidding, I cried this morning when Jeremy texted me the news. Literally cried. Um, because it just, it felt so like my relationship with this team. Like, of course, you would come back to allowing fans when, on my birthday. That's just perfect. And it would be... For the exactly three for the birthday what are you playing you're gonna get sued you can only play so much <sighs> but if we get the opportunity to go I hate you both so much if we get the opportunity to go it will be 366 days since our last in person blue jackets game Because the last game, they're literally, I wish you guys could see this, they are laughing hysterically while I'm trying to talk through this Um, since our last Blue Jackets game because uh, the last game Jeremy and I attended in person was March 1st, 2020, um, which was essentially my birthday game last year. But, so, yeah, very exciting. That was
0: such a good game. That was such a good
1: game. We came back, beat Vancouver, it was awesome. There were streamers. We had lower bowl seats. It was an awesome time. Um, but yeah, so if we get an opportunity to go, I will be very excited, or I'll be very excited to watch them from home on my birthday because hockey on my birthday is always a good time. So but so yeah, it'll be like 19 ish hundred fans. Um but even still, that'll be the loudest 1,900 people you've ever heard in your life, probably. So that's exciting. And even Torts admitted to it the other day that fans really make a difference. And it, make it makes a difference, especially for, for our team and I think for Nashville, too, um, just based on the games I've witnessed us lose in Nashville, that um, their fans are animals just like we are. And our team is really missing that. And even that small spark obviously wanting to keep everyone as safe as possible because COVID is still real. We are a COVID is real podcast. Um, and trust me, Jeremy and I will be double masking, um, all that sort of stuff. You can spray me with disinfectant. I don't care. Um, <laughs> and also, Jeremy, this is news. I haven't told you yet. But Victoria is on board for us to go. So, you told her? I don't know what her like who slipped my mother some sort of drug but today she was like I'm really excited for you to be able to go see a game and so clearly my mother has been taken over by aliens but now we don't have to lie and we can post things on social media for other people to judge us
0: how do we tell her that we're going to a game in Florida for a vacation
1: oh yeah that would be great I saw
0: (laughs) I this is uh, this is my last tangent and then i'm done i promise um i recently started writing for the vegas golden knights for the hockey hound show which is a trip i don't know how that's gonna go i have to watch they're starting right now they're restarting at lake tahoe the game that they had against colorado because it got delayed because snow and ice are snow and ice are not (laughs) friends and um one of the writers he actually writes for the predators um he actually went to a game in sunrise and like vlogged about it and i was watching it and i was like oh my god laura and i are gonna go to florida and she doesn't know yet um so (laughs) that might be happening soon i'm gonna look at flights loki when's the next time we play florida anywho (laughs) um yeah so um all that to say steven i cannot wait to talk to you again on the 27th and then we play again on the 28th And the other nice thing is that you will not have to worry about trying to get to bed at a decent time because we play at three o'clock both games, which is stupid, but it is what it is. Um, We'll get through it together. But does anybody else have anything else to wrap up this one today? This really, really discombobulated, but deeply enjoyable time.
1: yeah i just want to say thank you to Stephen for agreeing to not only do these first two but another two because that's amazing and i'm so happy that you're our first guest um and yeah we, it's just awesome times and you know i can do our plugs if you want me to jeremy did you nod wait what'd you say i said i can do our plugs
0: go for it i was chewing on this ice from this long drink i didn't hear you <laughs>
1: Unless, Steven is there something else you'd like to say? We are a hot mess.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say, once again, thank you for having me. As always, a fantastic time. And hopefully we'll have a great series to talk about in a week from now.
1: Absolutely. Um, so, yes, follow us on social media. We are on Twitter and Instagram at subjectivelypod. Um, seriously having some great interactions on Twitter. It literally brings so much joy to me. Um, we actually got a new follower today that we didn't follow first, which is am- always amazing to me. It makes me so happy every time it happens. Um, Instagram is getting better because I've just, you know, stopped relying on Jeremy and just putting things up there. <laughs> he knows I love him. It's fine. Um, but also... We, we met another kind of goal. We now have seven five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, as well as three comments, three whole comments. It was amazing. It also found that out while I was crying today about the Blue Jackets being able to have fans. So it was an emotional achievement today. But yeah, follow us on social media. Um, rate, review, and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you are listening to us on. And... We just can't wait to talk to you guys again on Tuesday against Chicago for the millionth time.
0: I know what feels like always. And hopefully we can figure out a way to win. Um, so hopefully Tuesday you'll join us talking about a win, but until then make sure that you're staying safe, make sure you're staying well, take care of one another. Um, we love you all so much. We're so grateful for you. That's what you get at the end of a slightly inebriated podcast it's it's the love feeling um but until next time be well and we'll talk to you soon bye